It's like, so what's going to happen in 10 years is everybody can make their AI own music, but everybody's like, oh, guess what? The Beatles are making new music. We know that's the OG stuff. We're going to listen to that, right? So I'm adding one more layer. The big brands will win. The old big brands will really win. All right, welcome to another episode of No Investment Advice. We've got the NI boys here back together in person. Well, not in person. What am I talking about? I was going to say me and Jack were in person last week. We'll talk about that in a second. Trunk fan, Jack Butcher, Bilal Zaidi. Boys, what's going on? Big week ahead. What's going on on your side? Well, I want you to let the listeners know what, what, what transpired. Uh, you guys hooked the, uh, hung out and uh, was that cool or what was going on here? How was the weather? Jack, NFT NYC, any highlights, mate? The weather was banging, to be fair. Beautiful the week of weather, week. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Incredible. yeah. Incredible. Bilal and I met up a couple of times. We went out Wednesday, didn't we? Got a little Ruby's Cafe, <laughs> Mulberry <laughs> Street. <laughs> Ruby's, yeah. So when Fantastic. you say Ruby's, I always think of like a curry because it's like a oh, Ruby no. Murray. Yeah, 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 but yeah. A little Australian cafe. We got that Bondi burger with sweet potato sat fries. Sat in a greenhouse. That was so yeah. delicious. And uh, yeah. Jack took yeah, me to Soho Mikhail, House. They might be listening now. Cheers. We did a little Soho House. Nice yeah, little uh, yeah. afternoon sesh. Wait, who's, uh, who's a member of Soho House here? That's Jack. Yeah, Fancy Jack over here. Oh, yeah. Probably four grand or five grand a year or something. Is it worth it? Yeah. I mean, you pay that for a WeWork. Yeah. Oh, you pay more than, you pay more than that for a WeWork and WeWork is shit. I've never understood. Is I've there never a Soho un- in Nashville? Is there a swimming pool in WeWork? No. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Is there is there Soho yeah, not in sponsored Nashville? by not sponsored yeah, yeah, yeah. by yeah. Soho House this week, uh, yeah. but close. Can you guys talk about Okay, hold on a second here. So if I rolled up to Nashville, you could take me to the Soho. How many guest passes do you have? <laughs> Three. Three at a time. Three at a time? Okay. That's and, it. And that's the that's the whole any- family. <laughs> Every day you could if you wanted to. Every day, baby, yeah. Okay, that's worth it. That's something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then Jack also hosted an event. I tagged along on Friday. Uh, we got to meet some cool NIA people. Jack, yeah. any... Uh, oh, we met your boy Jordan. Give him a shout out. Jordan, shout out. So Jordan, for the listeners, yeah. Jordan uh, has now met each one of us in person. I haven't even met Jack yet in person. This is just <laughs> yeah, speaks yeah. to... That's just pretty embarrassing. Uh, yeah. Listen, Jordan, me and Jack's got two kids. I got a kid. Like, Nashville to Vancouver. Look at people look at that on the map, okay? That's not that's not like next door neighbors, okay? We're gonna figure it out. It's gonna happen in twenty twenty three. Just we'll hold tight. I will say, we'll yeah, it was good meeting like if there was quite a few people who you recognize from Twitter or YouTube. I'm gonna forget everyone's names off the top of my head, but I remember Matt, seven foot Matt from Ireland. Absolutely yeah, legend. legend. Jordan legend. came through. Jo- I will say a funny thing Jordan said, I hope you won't mind me saying it. But uh he was saying, uh, you know, he was like, can I take a selfie? Go send it to Trung. And then he was like, when I took it with Jack, he looked, he didn't look very impressed. <laughs> and I was cracking up. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, it's just Jack's too cool. Jack's like, cool dude. He's not going to, he's just going to be People, straight faced. You know what I mean? If you saw what Jack's wearing on this podcast, you would agree with the sentiment. <laughs> that shirt is outrageous, Incredible. dude. Outrageously Incredible. good. Well, hold on. So one last thing before... Uh, we got handheld trunk over here for people uh, watching. My mic arm broke, but uh, it just continues. Uh, the problems with trunk doesn't know how to freaking do a pod. Two years in, still can't properly do a podcast. So one of those things, you, it's like a, a bit that you commit to for life by this <laughs> yeah. point. Even if you're on All TV, right. it's like you're just going to hold the microphone. 
But yeah, all right, boys, what are we talking about? We got a lot to get through. Should we uh, get going? So Drake featuring The Weeknd. We can't play the tune. It's the AI tune. I'm sure all of you have heard of it. We can't play it because we're going to get banned on it's YouTube or whatever. It's on my sleeve. It went so hard. Like, Absolute People banger. say that it didn't go hard. I'm like, are you out of your mind? This song goes so hard. It's uh, good. It's good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, so we're going to talk about what that means for music and the creative industry. Uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about Steve, the Steve Jobs archive and the economics of Coachella. Boys, let's get straight into the Drake shit. I mean, that is an incredible tune, first of all. But when I first heard this, I kind of said, this feels like a Napster moment again. Because yeah, the, the background from my side is I've heard on all these, you know, think by pods, including ours, saying you're going to get individualized creative, like, you know, TV shows, movies, cartoons for your kids and music. And I was like, all right, yeah, it might become more personalized, but it's kind of like until you see it, it's not that good. You're like, all right, I'm not sure yet. When I heard the tune, I was like, it's 100% happening because it's just, it's as good as a lot of typical Drake songs. And I'm a big Drake fan. And uh, and I was straight away thinking, all right, well, are they going to ban it? Or is one of these smart artists actually just going to embrace it? Like Soldier Boy did when uh, he was putting his stuff on LimeWire or whatever. So, yeah, what what do you guys think? I mean, when you first heard it and where do you think it's going here? Mental, man. Like, it was hard to... I saw a couple of people speculating there was a, a stunt, like a marketing stunt. And I think if you really listen to it, you're like, yeah, all right, like, maybe it's not... I don't know, maybe it's not quite as sophisticated as they would ship it. Like, there's little bits in there, but it's close enough. Yeah. And it's obviously also one of the first ones that's ever been released so it's the v it's like zero the of this stuff of audio it's right. uh so a couple yeah, weeks yeah, 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 exactly. ago it was like truly a first viral image mate incredible yeah, analogy that yeah, yeah that's a great take that, yeah i love uh, that it's a pop coat of music and well what's funny is that people have been kind of knowing that this has been coming right like there's been drops of uh artists voice that have been computer generated we talked about the m one we talked yeah. about Eminem yeah. gave a get, right? get, a, get a, yeah. But did you guys see the Kanye ones where they had like Mariah Carey, Justin uh, Bieber, yeah. like a, a bunch of famous songs in Kanye's voice and it 100% sounds like him. It's just it none wasn't. of them went as hard. Well, because like you said, you know that's fake, right? Because it's a him singing the other ones and, and people were like, this one was like, like to Jeff's point about the marketing stunt, uh, Liquidity, great uh, thing tweet, uh, memer, legendary memer, had a great comment. He's like, if you're the weekend Metro Boomin and Drake, you should just record this track. It'll be the biggest song of the summer, right? It's like a hat tip to the AI yeah, moment. It's a good you catch the vibe. Kick Ghostwriters. So the TikTok well, hire the account, guy. Hire the guy, right? Well, I'll actually give you guys some. Do you guys know who actually did it? Do you guys that where you get? Do you get? Okay, so I. Um, the, I mean, for for people who haven't seen the video, I mean, the public persona is a dude in a sheet with sunglasses on, right? Yeah, well, the well, the other part of this that uh, uh there's an undercurrent here of uh, uh, people are quite annoyed that oh, it's another black artist and black culture is getting knocked off by AI. like that that there was that sentiment right, which is fair enough, is uh and, and there's always been that sentiment about how if you actually go into like well TikTok specifically, I don't know if you guys are aware of like uh kind of the underlying current with TikTok of how remember the dancers got super famous like who's the most famous uh TikToker like D'Amelio sisters. But like they're just doing dances that a lot of African, young African American girls are doing that blew up because they did it, and then that the whole cultural appropriation thing. So there's that undercurrent, but we don't have to get too deep into it. But Mitchell Cohen, you guys didn't see this, 
he's the head of marketing uh, at uh, at AppSumo, or head of membership, sorry. That's at Noah Kagan's company. But uh, I know Mitchell from uh, Hustle Days. So he did some slurred. So he looked into the profile of the, like Bilal, you mentioned that the, the image of this guy, yeah, which has yeah. now been taken down, by the way. Like that song right. that he posted yeah, to yeah, Doc yeah, is gone. And I got a DMCA request yesterday to take down of the video. I'm sure they're going to start taking it down everywhere. It's gone from Spotify. But uh, it is some sleuthing, and it looks like this stunt was done by a YC-funded startup called Lalo. Oh, I did see that. And they were their creator-focused uh, uh, startup. Oh, no way. Wait, yeah, what, so what's like, it called again, sorry? Lalo. L-A-Y-L-O. Layla. Oh, yeah, yeah. I and feel like I even met someone from there at some point yeah, recently. You might have met it, dude. And, uh, I mean, they drove millions of, probably drove, because if you run through the profile of Ghostwriter77, which was the TikTok person that posted it, yeah, first of all, if you go through him and then Lalo's uh, founders, uh, Lalo's founders named Alex. First of all, Alex uh, is a huge Drake fan, it looks like, and he was tweeting quite a bit about voice-generated stuff in the lead-up to dropping his Drake track. And uh, Mitchell did the sleuthing. But anyways, it looks like the TLDR is uh, this was done by a SaaS startup, which is just Incredible. hysterical. Right? That's, so, road, that's even funnier. All road lead back to, to a SaaS, SaaS cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. incredible. And you're, you're, is that it, confirmed like, for sure? It, it, it's not 100% confirmed. Like uh, Mitchell said he spoke uh, to the guy. Uh, and, and they basically were giving them weak nudges, like you know. They oh, were, got uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the other thing I'll add about that story. Uh, so again, this looks like it was a stunt done by uh, a creator startup, which is kind of hysterical, right? And it'd be so funny if after everything we talk about with the AI hype, that at the end of the day, all it was was meant to like increase MRR. <laughs> and that's like literally what it looks like is gonna happen. But uh. The one thing Trunk, you just ask. wrote our YouTube title for us, yeah. you know, like Drake featuring Weekend AI artist revealed or something like that. With yeah, a, exactly, right? Yeah, that, one of those Jack thumbnails. Yes. But uh, the last thing I'll add is, uh, so two days before this drop, so this dropped on April 14th, Drake had actually seen another a Drake song of his, and he just wrote in an Instagram story, it's now been deleted. He wrote, uh, this is the final straw. So Drake is part of UMG, uh, which is one of the two or three biggest... Uh, I mean, all these big labels, I think they control, the main labels control like 70% of the market. Uh, but yeah, they're they're, they're going to go after this aggressively. You guys talked about it in Napster moment, right? Well, blah. So I'll throw this into your plate because this is actually an area that you will know very well, former Google employee. Um, the, so Ben as Thompson. As mentioned once a week. As we remember. Yeah. As we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's mentioned once a week. Current, just share, just current so you know, shareholder. Yeah, yeah current, current share, shareholder. Just so you know, guest on the show. <laughs> but I was a former yeah. place, very biased towards this. Former uh, colleague <laughs> of Sundar Pichai. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Larry Page and Sergey Brin. But um, no, this is the thing I'll throw in your, I'll throw in your direction. So Ben Thompson, uh, tech analyst, writer, extraordinary, who we reference once a month, less than Bilal's Google thing, is... Uh, he said this reminds him of the YouTube fingerprinting for music and then how uh, artists now can opt into the YouTube ads. And then he added this. He believes this is very good for Drake. He's like, the main brands, the stuff we always talk about, brand distribution, they're going to win from yeah. this AI-generated stuff. So I I'm throwing kind to of you guys. Agree. Bilal first. Yeah, I, well, I kind of agree because I think this, there's a few parts to that, but I think... If you think about a world where content is unlimited, like 
at the same time, we are all already aware of Drake's voice, The Weeknd's voice, Brad Pitt's face, and you know, like all these famous people. So and those Brad Pitt's people, abs and his abs. exactly. Okay. All those people to me become the scarce resource, right? So yeah, there'll be artists that are created. I think that are just straight up AI artists, a new person. But we've already built, you know, this 10, 15 years of Drake putting out songs, and people still like that familiar sound. I think. At the same time, obviously for him, he's going to be concerned, right? Like he's going to be worried about it replacing him. Why, why do they need me to sing when they can just make it online? There's going to be, you know, there's an understandable problem there. But like we said earlier, like the Napster moment was the first big moment. Then we had LimeWire, Kazar, etc. Um, do you guys remember what happened then? All the labels went after them, right? And so that's that's what's happening now. So it's, it's history repeating itself. Then what happened a few years later, you get and iTunes. And they did win, you could argue, they, right? They, well, they saw they, Yeah, they, they kind of, they did win. But then my argument is always consumers, like consumer behavior will move in a direction and then they'll try to stop it. But we'll keep moving in that direction mm -hmm. and they'll catch up. So now we've got Spotify and in between we had iTunes. So like there's just been new business models that have emerged. So like we didn't, we no longer download illegally, most of us. Because it's it's inexpensive to pay for ten dollars a month for Spotify with no ads, unlimited library. More convenient, right? I think you nailed it. It's like uh, yeah. the, the point I want to jump on was uh, just talking about how consumers go a certain direction. Yeah. If you just told somebody, hey, you have all the music in the world for ten dollars a month, people are like, oh, that's a pretty compelling offer, right? Yeah. So I guess the AI analogy then is, hey, you can make AI music with your favorite artist to sing whatever tunes you want. The, but not to the circle that to make it a business model, you got to kick them back. Like if you're going to exactly. tag, you got to tag them, you're using their voice, they get some type of royalty. From That's them. what I think will eventually happen. In, in, in that way, all these guys are going to make a crazy bank because there's yep. the long tail of music and then the best of it rises to top. If they, obviously they don't just care about money by that point, right? Like Drake is already super rich. He wants to make money, but he wants to do it on his own terms. So I'm not saying he should want this to happen, but, I don't think it really matters. Like it's already happening and I think it will continue going in that direction. And so the question I have is like, what's the intermediary step where iTunes came along and said, you know, here's an iPod, you can have 10,000 um, songs in your pocket or you can buy a song for 99 cents or whatever it was. That was the intermediary step. And then eventually we got to Spotify. And so I think we're, you know, so early, but I think that what we're seeing with the AI stuff is what used to take a year is now taking like two weeks. So I think this is going to advance very quickly. And then the last thing, Trung, you asked about YouTube. So that's actually called, I think it's called Content ID. So as how it works is if, I, if we upload this video with a Drake song in it, it will automatically get flagged in the upload because there's like a fingerprinting technology in the background. And it will basically give me an option to either, you know, uh, either block out the song or press a checkbox and then they will be able to earn money from it. And most of the labels prefer that because oh, they're just well, going to yeah, make money. Almost all of them do, right? That's yeah. why you see like these music videos with like five billion views, right? Exactly. It's like yeah, it's yeah. just an extra money pot for them. And uh, yeah, I don't know why an artist. I, I think every artist at this point is like, yeah, just turn it on because YouTube is one of the greatest acquisition funnels. Yeah, out. I think it's just at the label level, and most of the labels oh, run right. most of the music, so it's just kind of like opt-in thing. I'm sure by that point. But I guess the question is, is that you know how long is it going to take to get onto TikTok, on Instagram, etc. With this sort of stuff, because the the way that fingerprinting technology works, it's it's like Shazam. It's like this song sounds exactly like this song, therefore it's a match. Whereas this one, it's a completely brand new song. So it's it's like that. It also brings up a question. I'd love to get Jack's take as the artist in the room. Is like what percentage 
of likeness counts as new music, right? So if they only have 30% of the song sounds similar or something like that, like, you know, half of Kanye's music is samples from back in the day and we laud him for it, right? So uh, I'm curious what you guys think about that as well. I don't know enough about the music industry to know how, because the sampling thing, you, you do have to get permission, right, from the original record and you pay... You negotiate I'm so. a flat fee yeah. or you do like a deal on the back end of how how big the tune gets because that is, that is like a, an accelerant for musicians and I feel like a lot of people use that as a strategy, right? They raise enough capital to like pay for a sample to, to, to uh, like basically get their voice or their style on this bigger meme. You know, they pay for the sample and then they're like, uh, tapping into this audience that already is familiar with that song. Uh, but this is, I was reading something yesterday that somebody said, like, you can't copyright a voice. Like, I'm sure Drake is a registered trademark, right? Like, you can't be, you can't come out and sell, like, Drake merch if you're not Well, that's Drake. Drake the name, right? That's right. Drake the name, that's not, not his Drake voice. the voice. Like the voice, exactly. It's like, how do you trademark a voice? The it name probably is doesn't matter, right? It's the brand. It's like, well, Jack, let, 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 let really, I would love Jack to, like, really dig into this with his brand knowledge. It's like, Drake, so let's go back to what we talked about earlier. Will the winner be, like, Blau already said he kind of agrees with it. The sentiment is like, these mega brands, they're going to keep winning. Because they're just going to get kicked all these royalties up whenever we figure out the model for AI generating music. Or do you think this is like something potentially existential? Where Maybe like, they oh. win financially, but it's a sh shit position to be in as yeah. an artist. Yeah, like, you don't have control. To, yeah, to have all of your like, like something as personal as your voice is kind of crazy. You know, the um, like this is a, a step further than the image stuff in my mind, where it's like the combination of all these images that don't have a specific signature that are like part of bigger movements where everyone's kind of i mean someone like drake is actually a good example of that it's like people copy those like flows the the style of his like writing rhyming whatever the like sweet boy singing exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> crime like in the, the car music <laughs> yeah the things yeah. that he's like created as these patterns that people copy like there's already this like inferred frustration with that. You know, if you're like great at something or if you're like the top of the class, the amount of people that try and replicate what you're doing is significant, but like to take your, your voice and do it. I read this thing, actually, I did this project years and years ago where voice is a more unique identifier than fingerprint. It might, I might be, that might be bullshit, but it's on the same like, I used it in a oh, marketing presentation for. Um... <laughs> so I, mean, yeah, yeah, well, I want to know I what brand it. you were pitching for this. No, no, no. I found, so I found it. It was in a, it was in a medical journal somewhere, right? But the idea of like the ability to differentiate someone by voice is easier than fingerprint I, I from a that. from no, a scientific a good, perspective. It's evolutionary. It probably yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah. evolutionarily, right? It's There's like... this many different chords and tones and sounds and all this stuff, right? If you like record someone in a high enough definition uh, microphone and then, I don't know, disc, uh, like dissect all the things in that recording is very, very, very unique. Like, a D, like it's DNA level uniqueness in a voice. Yeah. And um, where was I going with this? That, like, that idea of being able to copy that as a function of somebody having, what, like 100 hours of 
of content out in the world or a thousand hours or in Drake's case, probably, I don't know, 10,000 hours of his voice recorded on stuff and all different ways and shapes is like you're it's like the pendulum kind of swings back against you where it's like you have made yourself a target for stuff like this by you know you're a victim of your own success that's probably something people say yeah. right can i also just clarify one thing why i said earlier i 100 percent agree with what you just said it's like terrible for artists in terms of like what they care about obviously we were just talking about money it's like, like probably, right? he's you mean, probably yeah. you mean aesthetically yeah yeah, 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 and, and also like what he's listening about, to that like, song, and he's like, "I would never, like, I would never say that." Right? It's like, yeah, the, this is the extreme version of it. Is like when somebody uses your voice to scam your grandma. Yeah, <laughs> that's the same which, shit. By the way, is blowing up right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody yeah. needs to get everybody yeah. needs to get their secret code sorted out yeah. with all your relatives. Call them up and say, yeah. "If ever I ring you yeah, in that's distress, a good shout, actually, if yeah. ever I ring you in distress, let's come up with a a word or a sequence of words Kettle that you can bell. ask me for." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Feel free to use that. Yeah, for the listeners and viewers that don't know, well, first of all, don't use that because uh, we just gave it away. But uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah. don't, I don't put your dog's first name. Don't put the street you lived on. Nah, uh, put just like the secret question all over yeah. again, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, the uh, well, something that uh, something that is a little bit wild. Jesus, my dad keeps calling me. Dad, I'm recording a podcast right now. It might not board. be him. It might yeah. not be him. <laughs> well, dude, I don't know if you guys saw the headline a week ago. Uh, a uh, a parent was called with her daughter's voice in air quotes, saying, "Um, they're like, oh we God. have your daughter. So scary. The situation. It's terrifying. We want a million dollars, and then they made her sound like, yeah, mommy and daddy, like I've been abducted. I'm like, oh my God, that is <laughs> sick, man. The thing is this, sick in the worst possible way. Yeah, right, I know we use the word sick for both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten thousand. Yeah. Like, it's uh, terrible. It's, Time it's, to get like, off the like, grid, boys." Yeah, yeah he's seriously. Well, dude, it's like these well, email scams, right? You it's just not like we have one... hundreds of hours of our voices on the internet either, you know? <laughs> so. All right, hold on a second, guys. We're here's, bugged, boys. Here's, here's my old man. Yep. <laughs> Doing lots of okay. good. Oh, we okay. just answered it. All right, cool, okay. all right. <laughs> Was that my dad, though? I don't know. Yeah. Or do you agree? Or do you agree yeah. to, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, one, one, one thought that I want to add. Uh, well, I'll have two thoughts. Blah, 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 great point about iTunes. Um, you have to remember how revolutionary that business model was, right? And so Napster blew up what was a very profitable business, which was selling CDs. And you have to remember what CDs were. They're bundles of five really good songs with 10 awful shitty songs that you don't actually want. But I mean, to be fair to artists in the every period before the internet, like creating like an album is so much more probably artistically fulfilling than cranking out like, two-minute, like, banger for TikTok, you know what Yeah, I mean? yeah, of course. Like, but people have to kind of reverse engineer it from that now, right? Exactly. And I, I and I actually do think artistically, uh, I think you guys bring up a good point. There's a big difference between making money and being artistically, like, like relevant or artistically, like, truthful, right? So a full album, we talked about this with uh, Ted Joy, remember the music historian? Mm. He's like, he goes, you have to remember, like, the actual benefits of music, because music has a lot of real benefits. This is why uh, it's such a social element when you listen to other people or you get dopamine, serotonin, associations. But those things don't kick in until, like, five, ten minutes of listening to music. So this is why, you know, you've ever looped a new bang, you're like, oh, my God, the song's amazing, and loop it over and over and over again. It's because you're getting that benefit the longer you listen, the longer you allow your brain to be in that zone. And the problem with, I mean, I'm not going to blame Steve Jobs because he created the 99-cent model, 
but he was basically like, okay, because he's a huge Beatles and uh, and Dylan fan. Like we'll talk about when we talk about his archives. But um, the point being, the single song is actually not. It, it doesn't give you the benefits of what music has done for ten thousand ten thousands of years. But anyways, the go back to the business model part. Steve Jobs with with the iPod obviously saw that okay, Napster is blowing up. Uh, um, uh, the the music business. How do we basically in a world of infinite and freely available content? It's like how do you add another layer below kind of on the Spotify that makes it compelling for consumers to pay for? Right. The iPod obviously is a thousand songs in your pocket. That was always his pitch. Uh, that was super compelling in the early two thousands. And um, here's a crazy thing: be on the eve of the iPhone being launched, iTunes and uh, the iPod accounted for fifty percent of Apple's revenue. Like just to think about Damn, how crazy, crazy that was, right? And yeah. even Steve Jobs, and this is this is probably uh, an idea of uh, you know what, what, what's that saying? You can't think something that uh, your salary won't let you do. What, what would you? What's that saying? Uh, oh, it's like it's very hard to get someone to understand something that their salary depends on them not understanding. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Steve Jobs actually in two thousand and three said streaming will never work. He said people want to purchase and interact with music the way they always have, which is like ownership over. You know, you buy a vinyl, mm. you buy a CD, you buy a cassette. He's like, they want to buy that album, they want to buy that one song. He was obviously wrong, uh, but again, I think it was because of the business model of iPod and iTunes. I don't know what he actually truly believed, but he famously said that. That's one of the. Is great- Apple Music done done reasonably well or not? I have no idea. It, it's similar to their podcast business, as in they had such a big lead on both fronts, which is so immaterial to their like their bottom line. Yeah. They make four hundred billion dollars a year, right? The entire podcast industry is like $2 billion ad revenue. This is why Apple's had the podcast lead. Podcasts are literally named after Apple. And yeah, yeah, yeah. don't give a shit about them, right? Spotify is actually probably the number <laughs> one podcast player now. Uh, but uh, So I will add this. One last thing I'll add business model-wise, because Blau did ask, is like, what is the next step, right? So if we talked about AI-generated music, that you can just tag your artists and you, they should kick up money, even though it's probably really annoying because the lyrics they will not like. Uh, the Ben Thompson wrote that he thinks Spotify now, this is very interesting. He goes, there's so much value now in authentication, right? And it's not, this is actually, this is kind of actually related to what Elon is trying to do with Twitter or whether or not you agree with how he's going about it. But it's like paying for social media is a, is a form of authentication, right? It, 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 it adds a friction and a cost to what is now infinitely and easily reproducible AI. So I think the Spotify, this is probably quite beneficial to them because you you know you can at least go to them for the real stuff, right? Um, I don't know what you guys think about that. Agree. Yeah, <laughs> agree. Okay. I think, well, well no, go on, go on, Jack, go on. I was just going to say there's also this, uh, like if you take this argument even further, if it's not platform specific, then is there some cryptographic signature involved with artists signing their work eventually i don't know if the like monopoly ever breaks to the point where that is necessary or you just trust spotify so you trust that everything on spotify is legit but also anybody can upload stuff to spotify i think there's like a illusion that that platform is gate kept via authenticity or whatever else like we upload our shit to spotify we didn't have to ask anybody right like you know, yeah, well, no, I guess you like, have to sign up, put an account, but you're right. It's not like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, just but a, you can, it's one of those consent forms or whatever. I'm not going to break yeah, the, the rules. Yeah, the ghostwriter guy, the ghostwriter guy can put, and again, yeah, the cost is zero. Is right? yeah. The cost is zero. You can tweak that song so that enough that the algorithm can't detect it, spin up another account, and put it up again. 
or you just do a different spin-off, a different TikTok, a di like the rate at which this stuff can just like break through. And what did that get? Half a million streams in a day, a million, I don't know, a lot. It feels like all of these things compress into like, you have a two day music career yes. and then you just rebrand and do something else, right? It's like the same thing as like anonymous personalities in other places. Like you make something that resonates find a way to monetize it quickly and then you do something else. It feels Software. like that's going everywhere. That's where, this is what's happening. This is the future, people. You're going to take the voices of Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift to shell software. Mm, <laughs> mm, Salesforce. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say, I was going to ask you guys, what do you think of the idea of, I can 100% understand why Drake's annoyed and I would be if I was him as well. He's got the most to lose in a way because he he's already at the top of the game or whatever. At the same time, if I was a small to medium-sized artist, I think that's an interesting example where if they were to ride this wave and embrace it, like we were saying earlier, the example I mentioned earlier was like Soldier Boy. It's not exactly the same thing, but Soldier Boy, young Soldier Boy, if you guys, you guys probably know the story already, we've talked about it, but people listening who don't know, when everyone was down in, downloading like Eminem, you know, Eight Mile Songs or whatever, he would write that as the file name but the song itself <laughs> would be his song, right? You know, I forgot what it's called. Like, you, you know, that song. Yeah. The one wait, wait. Crack that the Soldier Boy. That is one yeah, yeah. of the greatest <laughs> hacks ever. It Incredible. also happened with every other types of media that I'm not going to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know exactly. like, oh, my, again, you go. Again, you know, you, do, you make the file size enormous, right? So it tricks yeah. you. You're like, oh, this is definitely a video. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it is like changing of the guard, masters of distribution, you know, like UMG is, That's is playing defense now, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's but, what I'm saying. It's like, who's the person who's going to be like, oh, I'm just going to ride it for a while. I'm mid-size. I'm going to embrace it. Maybe they'll be that person who learns the tools high as that person. Burner boy. And then, it, yeah, yeah, seriously. I mean, it's uh, a... <laughs> the other thing I was going to say, the difference, though, between, what's it called, LimeWire and, and all that stuff, you know, piracy versus this is just, like, this still takes someone making it. And obviously, you can create an AI to create this and make lots of iterations of it, but... Like all of the song, probably ninety nine percent of the songs are gonna be shit, right? Like yeah, but by the, be like, and I also, I also yeah. uh, don't think the person. I think the personalization thing is way over exaggerated. Yeah, I, I agree. The as reason well. it's like music is song, enjoyable yeah. is because everybody's listening to the same shit. Same song, yeah. It's everybody the same shouts we're the same. About succession right. every yeah. week or well, Love Is Blind. This is very late to a Coachella talk coming up, right? That's a great point. It's personal. It's like, hey, I made a personalized song yeah. of Drake about my. Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah I good agree. job. <laughs> yeah, good yeah, job, yeah. dude. You've done. It's actually this inversely. Is... It's like people think. That's true. Yeah, people think this the opposite. Great, yeah. That's a great point, man. Yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah. culture. You I'm want a, a part exactly. of you Yeah, you want to no, share. It's like the reason we send each other songs and we say, "Oh, did you hear that song?" <laughs> there, there's a reason yeah, for yeah, that, yeah. right? But I, I, but I also think there's a potential for both, though. Like. The same way, for example, we all watch Succession, but my TikTok feed is completely different to yours. Mm -hmm. Well, probably not that different. We all got ridiculous stuff on it, but I'm, but you know, what I'm saying that there's a there's like the long tail again. No, there's it's like, both. There's both. There's yeah, both. Yeah, you get the uh, big ones, you get the Drakes, and then you get the AI generated artists who are like, for example, when I work, I can't listen to lyrics, so I listen to like Bonobo and K like yeah. Kate Tornado, like a few of these. Okay, John, I does have lyrics, but most of the, I listen to songs that don't have lyrics. And now, if they if I press the button and it just generated stuff and it was interesting and and good, I'll I'll probably would try it out. Yeah, God. No, I just want to say this. This goes back to Pope Co analogy. It's just like it's actually not that compelling. Like if somebody's like, "Oh, I released a full album of the Drake and the Weekend songs I made up," I'd be like, "Cool, I'm not gonna listen to it." 
Like, I would rat like, you know what I mean? It's like, it goes back to the original point and to Ben Thompson's point about these guys still winning or these gals. Like, Taylor, Taylor Swift is still going to win. You want to hear her music that she created with her mind, with her Lindy. words, right? Yeah, it's Lindy, man. It's like, I think a lot of this stuff, like, just, we, it's like, you remember the first wave of like, hey, Jab- Chad GBT wrote a, a, a Bible verse about putting jam on toast. It's like cool the first two times you see yeah, it. Yeah, 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 fair. You know what I mean? It's like, so like the next guy that drops a weekend and Drake song, I'm probably not going to care. And it's, it's just not, it's going to be irrelevant. I think so too, but until you hear it though, like imagine if they did just keep making bangers because that's what, I, my, I'm not sure, you're right, but it could also be there's thousands of these made and like three or four really pop off and they spread on yeah, YouTube and whatever that's because true. that's how music spreads. And you can so, make literally thousands of them in like two seconds. That's what I mean. <laughs> it's like you're just making this unlimited amount of content. And so, yeah, it is a weird, but I think what's going to happen, if I could fast forward, I think all that's going to happen is these labels are going to go to the big platforms. They're going to say, look, we've already got these deals with you. You need to enforce this in a more strict way. And, now, and they're going to have to create new like iterations of content ID essentially and say not only is it complete fingerprint like Shazam, it's also anytime we hear their voice, we're going to get it flagged. But that also means imagine any Drake interview is going to now get flagged. You know, they got yeah. to create something very specific. It's like Drake over certain music. It's like, it's kind of complicated. So uh, yeah, very interesting. But I do think AI music is here to stay. I don't think it's going to be, we all have an individual feed of music that is just personalized to us. Like they were talking about an all in recently. But I do think AI is going to make tunes that are bangers. I think there's going to be like plenty the, of those. Yeah, yeah. That's like the tech fucking no understanding of what music is. Music like everybody's yeah, going to plug in and it's going to be streaming yeah, yeah. you made up songs in real time. No. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, well, this is one one more point that I want to bring up was, again, from music historian Ted Joya. If you look at the streaming platform and tell about Lindy Balau, the most popular songs are like the Beatles. You know what I mean? It's like, so what's going to happen in 10 years is everybody can make their AI own music, but everybody's like, oh, guess what? The Beatles aren't making new music. We know that's the OG stuff. We know yeah. Lennon and McCartney took some acid and they made this ridiculous song about <laughs> yeah, a yellow yeah. submarine. We're going to listen to that, right? So I'm adding one more layer. The big brands will win. The old big brands will really win. Elvis is never getting unseated. You will never unseat Elvis Presley. Uh, and man, even... We should talk about whole episode how famous Elvis Presley was, man. Oh my goodness, man. Incredible. But what drunk, the, the only thing I was gonna say though is I still think both of those things can be true though. I think like we still love old films because and, and one thing I was gonna say actually before I say this, music is all about nostalgia and most of the music we love is from when we're like sixteen years old yep. or something, yeah? So that that's generally and you tap into that feeling like literally half of mine and Jack's texts are literally just songs and it's literally from Oh, do you remember this song on Channel U in the UK when we're like 12 years old? That's literally what it is. Now, like, that can still exist and is always going to exist and have a place. But there is the same way the example we said about Succession and Braveheart can exist and my TikTok feed can exist and the growth of TikTok and YouTube is exponential versus the versus Hollywood. You know what I mean? So it's like... You're still going to have these amazing things, but maybe there is something that comes after this. And music might not actually be the best example. I think like visual content might be a little bit of a better example in a way, because like, you know, like we said, you can have like the TikTok feed is completely different for me versus you guys. So I don't know. know, Yeah. You know what else is interesting? I think the, like we underestimate how much content is being created right now. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh my God, content is going to explode. It's like, 
yeah there's like it, hundreds yeah. of millions billions whatever and and attention is finite right so i think that idea is also helpful to put this stuff in context where like the taste or the, the ability to capture a moment of the person creating the thing is really the the differentiator and i don't think it's a volume thing it might just be the the i don't even know if speed is that much different either like you can make a song in like drake and whoever he's working with could probably make a song in half an hour right if they're dialed in like they can they can that little wayne style just turn right. up in the booth just and bang out eight tunes right and a person with ai can do it in five minutes or whatever right let's say that idea of like that thing finding resonance when it's out in the world has i think less to do with the five minutes or the 30 minutes right it's just it's just the the quality of the thing but like you competing against basically synthetic versions of yourself is mental is a mental idea but if you were i think if you choose to use the tool as part of your process that you feel better about that competition versus you kind of you know trying to basically stick to the old way things are done right it, there's probably a bunch of analogies there where it's like the you know trying to compete in a motorsport event on a horse right like you might be really good at riding a horse but the guys you're 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 racing against are driving cars so it doesn't matter how good you are the technology is just like gonna don't fight you. the fed as jack likes to say right right yeah who knows uh, that's like complete speculation but it would be crazy to me if somebody would have something like that happen to them and not be like okay we need to seriously look at this and like use it as a way to accelerate what we're doing you know like i can't i would do it if like there's nothing really in the stack of ai tools that i've seen yet that i could feed all the visualized value stuff into and be like give me give me uh, a, like 200 of yeah i would do it just even as starting point but like for whatever reason that is That's like a good point. that context is not or maybe i just haven't discovered the tool yet but no but i think especially for yours i mean it is interesting because that is i wonder if you had like an image with the text like the caption is and the association and they could start to ingest that together and the relationship between the two i wonder if it could start to learn what what is working between those yeah, two things yeah, yeah. but you're right like i haven't seen anything like that either because if you t put, took that prompt and put it in mid journey it's not going to you know uh make no sense one of your things exactly no sense no yeah, like, yeah. jack could train his own like jack could definitely train his own model like buy some gpus and just do it from his like legitimately yeah, that's, right that's kind of sick to be honest that's a pretty Yo, sick idea danny danny postma come on buddy there we can go you make, can well, you make a jack butcher bot yeah seriously well but one thing i was going to also just uh mention what you guys just said there about like quality essentially like a lot of this is all about quality over quantity there's already a bunch of shit music that never mm. we never even hear about right and the number I have here is 82 years worth of content is uploaded to youtube every day <laughs> yeah so every day years. that sounds like you know jack's uh fingerprint thing you said earlier well when you said that there's a thing when we were at google like the the like you know when you make a deck we have this thing called the bfd big fucking deal it was like you start off with like a big 
thing like that. So that is a BFD deal there. Yeah, it's like 82 years every single day. It's probably even more than that now. And that is already like 99.9% .9 of that none of us ever see because it's shit and it gets three views, right? So that's the long tail. Or maybe not 99.9, .9, but you know, it's like 80, no, it's 20 or whatever. No, it's more than You're right, you're right. Of actual unique numbers, but not like uh, views, I mean, sorry. Go like deep into YouTube and see some yeah. of the stuff that's up there. Like I used <laughs> yeah. to, yeah, people are like reviewing washing machines and stuff <laughs> yeah. that nobody's ever looked at. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. It's cra no, but, that's, but I'm just saying, so in that example. I mean, we're making this, and honestly, there's what, probably a couple hundred people listening to this, you know? Like well, on YouTube, yeah, it's not, but yeah, a few thousand. But you compare still, to yeah. like a Drake or something. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, watch out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, not trying to I'm not, no, watch I'm watch not degrading our efforts. Wait, I'm just saying. Watch your mouth. The long watch tail is long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The long tail is long. <laughs> no, we well, are the long I think, tail. I think to Jack's point, though, like even with the number that he said, which I'm not going to repeat, that's still like, that's still. is so offended. That's not like top percentile. That's a crazy thing, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The that's true. It's like the average video that has like four views on it. Like... No, we still top 1%. No, no, well, there you I'm go. just saying, it's, I'm, not, I'm not like trying to bump us out. I'm saying no, how absurd 82 years is. No, um, 82 years is absolutely insane, right? That is like a wild number. But imagine that of like the amount of content that's going to be uploaded for music or this, like, like the AI content that is going to be created and just uploaded automatically by a bot. That's going to exponentially oh, grow. I mean, and 82 most of it's years gonna be is probably well. just This is so, it's actually crazy. Yeah. It's so grim. I, I, I'm glad we have finite attention. Like, good. Like, good that I have to, like, pull my heuristic and I only listen to, like, the Beatles and, and, and whatever I listen to in my teens, right? I'm good, man. I don't need any more music. It is, it is weird, though, because it's like we're now getting to the point where, I know you're, we're all joking here, but, like, what our parents said about digital music is what we're probably going to say about AI music or the next yeah, yeah, version yeah, yeah. of it, right? It's like the I was parents just say, are all we're the vinyl. now, boys. Yeah, we That's... are, exactly. And it's like, when you know, you still have that one friend who listens to vinyl, like Jack might have one in the back corner, I'm not sure. Nah. But it's like, you know, actually Jack's digital and like extra digital as well. Well, so there's your argument that vinyl actually sounds better than digital, right? Yeah, and it might be true, who knows? But well, like <laughs> also, you know, we got a handheld mic here, so we can it's do like, with eighty well, twenty here. So well, it's like good. I don't know if we had this on a, on this on this chat where it's like, oh, we really want to play like Sega Mega Drive, like really nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. you fire it up, you're like, this is shit. This yeah. is so this worse. Is <laughs> I'm getting zero dopamine. Yeah. I, I've I've been on this thing for thirty seconds and I've had zero dopamine. What you know, is going a, on? It's yeah. just a, like bias, you know, humans yeah. fudding. Everyone always wants to say it was better when I was a kid. When oh, it's in my day, it was better. Like it's and, better and because you were a kid. It was. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, yeah. and sometimes, on genuinely, it was. Some things were better, but like realistically, it's just like taste changes and your opinion changes. So like it will be interesting to see. I, but I do think the thing with music is the coolness comes from, like we said, those people. So like unless someone can create that cool factor being the anonymous guy with a bedsheet on his face and which i'm sure someone can because it, it just takes like it just has to cross the chasm like the example i always use is online dating right like online dating used to be for yeah. nerds yeah. Plenty, on, of like, fish. plenty of fish or whatever yeah. it was <laughs> and and they would use desktops with mainframe vibes right and they would be like oh i'm meeting this person in a chat room and you'd be like, oh, that guy's going to be a serial killer. And then yeah. seven years later or whatever it was, your let boy is a weirdo for doing uh, the opposite, right? Yeah. Let, yeah, let I, me tell you about our website, vietsingles.com. Jesus Christ, <laughs> vietsingles. 
But no, Joe, all about? jokes out. It just took one person at work to say, oh, I went on Tinder, I went on the Hinge, and I met someone, and this is what happened. And everyone's like, oh, cool. They were all right to do it. I'm past the, I'm like on that curve now. And it's literally all that happened. So as soon as someone becomes cool enough and actually starts making banger music and they become the new Kanye because they're using all the tools and they're actually really talented, right? That's obviously key. They're just going to become the next thing. Like the way, you know, like we've seen so many versions of this before. So I still think there's something to it there. But uh, uh, I think this is a good segue yeah, into Coachella. So Coachella started this weekend. I don't think anybody in this call has actually been on Coachella, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Yeah, no, no, no one I here, haven't right? been. Because nope, nah. Jack's been over a hundred live music things up. <laughs> well, legitimately. Probably true though, yeah. Would you say over one hundred live music? Come on, oh, that's yeah. possible. Conservative I mean, well, we're counting performances at festivals, but yeah. easily. Yeah. How how close were you going oh, yeah, to Because that one festival you, you can do like it. twenty. 20 uh, yeah. 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 Well Jack, you definitely how how close were you ever going to Coachella? I've been close, but how long has that been running for? Ten years uh, or something? Nineteen ninety nine. Since nineteen ninety nine, I just didn't have that kind of that kind of green when I was first well, uh, in the well, U.S. Well, this is a great point. Here we go. Let's talk about Coachella, the uh, the concert in uh, I, I Toronto. King of Segways, I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't so, remember what it was, but it was one all star one where we were laughing for ages. But all right, Trunk, uh, back to you. Go so the uh, this goes to our friend Dan Runcy, a Trapdoor newsletter. We got we got some old favorites in this episode: Bilal's Google uh, uh, employment history, uh, Ben Thompson, and Dan Runcy. The nice mix of some of the show's favorites. So he has an amazing article about Coachella. Uh, he talks about uh, 1999. It was announced. It, it, it was announced uh, right after Woodstock '99, which was one of the biggest failures ever. If you guys remember, Woodstock obviously was a big. Uh, it was a fire fest of the '90s, basically. It was right? a, the <laughs> 1999 version of Woodstock was, but the OG Woodstock in the '60s yeah, yeah, yeah. was like the craziest shit ever, right? Mad stuff, yeah. So Coachella, to Jack's point, the first ticket, how much? So today, Coachella costs five hundred dollars to go. About how much? This is not even the VIP stuff. This is just like standard two week or whatever. How much do you think the first Coachella costed? 1999, twenty-five thousand tickets were sold. Twenty dollars. This. Oh no! Was was it more? We just no. said that too often. You guys said it's complete. This is the price. If the price is right, like Jack's not even remotely close. The price is fifty bucks. Oh, so okay, okay. I'll there. win. Yeah. I'll win that one. All right, there we go. Yeah, All exactly. Right. So, uh, total failure. I'm not total failure, but like completely. Right after live music had been given this like awful name because of Woodstock '99. This is the analogy that uh that Dan uses, which is hilarious. He goes, "The timing of the 1999 festival is remarkable." Imagine if a new crypto exchange platform launched the week after FTX collapsed, and then by 2035, it was the largest institution from uh, uh, crypto in the world. So, like, Coachella launched right after, like, the FTX version of live music, and then now it's the biggest thing in music. So, it's See, like my, the whole thing... Yeah, go ahead, Jack. Sorry, my, my perception of it was it, it's launched into this, like, luxury, like, this is the best of the best thing, but... It I didn't even 99 is a long time ago too. Exactly, right? So it grew into this absolute monster. And I mean, apparently, I did not know this, but it's bigger than Lollapalooza or Glastonbury. Because have you guys been to Glastonbury? Oh, uh, that's in Scotland or is that in England? No, it's in England, but it's in the uh, southwest of England, mate. My friend owns a farm. Jack, have you uh, not gone to Glastonbury? I haven't even. Never been. Brian Stanley too, yeah. It, but it's insane, right? Like that, it's, it's like one of the craziest to be amazing, festivals. Yeah. 
You know, Especially when Jay Z turned. Do you remember when oh, Jay Z headlined in the Oasis song? Jay Z, yeah, yeah. What a legend. Oh my God, By the way, you... rumors are circling, boys. Maybe About an Oasis. Oasis? Oh, yeah. What? That oh. they're coming back? Yeah, potentially. Have you seen wow. your Oasis live? I saw their last ever concert. No. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. Incredible. Wait, where was that, Jack? Cut Millennium Stadium. Cardiff. That is sick. That is sick. All right, sorry. Back to. Uh, no, no, back what? to Coachella. Drunk. I was going to ask, there was a, I was chat GPT and Bard in this while you were nice. uh, talking. So do you know, hey, hey, this Bilal, is, is that your homepage yeah. now? What's your homepage? <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I'm no, serious. I, a serious question. Uh, no, I don't. I just have like the open tab homepage. Like I oh, actually right. use momentum, uh, whatever that, that is it momentum, that uh, Chrome extension, which has a, a nice picture. Nice. Basically, yeah, it's just fair enough. Just a nice picture with the uh, time of the day and the temperature outside. But there was apparently like a final performance and like a fight broke out in a mosh pit or something. Did you hear about it, Strunk? In 99? In 99, no. And there was like a fire that spread quickly. Oh, so number 99 was a disaster. Disaster, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or this could be a hallucination by ChatGPT. That's what I was going to say, because ChatGPT says it was Red Hot Chili Peppers. Bard said it was Limp Bizkit, and I'm wondering which one it was. Yo, that's a... Can you can we get Very Google? Can we go, can we go to the? We have we to go, go to, the to Google to check. Of accuracy here. So let well, me pop biscuit. Fuck. God. Yeah, Chris, you were a legend. You were going hard, Fred. Remember Durst? when he was doing the um, the WWF or AKA WWE intro music for uh, the Undertaker? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, Keep dude. Rolling, everything's rolling. entertainment, boys. Well, legend. Oh, that song's legend. a banger. So let me let me talk you guys through some economics of Coachella. Uh, so it's worth a lot for the Palm Springs region, obviously in the billions, I think a bill plus. Um, I'm actually, I've been invited a number of times to Palm Springs homes around that time and I really wish I had gone, but uh, I won't be going to Palm Springs later this year actually. But anyways, back to Coachella. <laughs> so this is, this but is what, great. Sean, what are you going to Palm Springs for? Oh, family fun. But uh, you guys know uh, that famous Coachella poster, right? I don't know Bilal, but if you'd be able to pull it up, but. It's like uh, they show the two weeks, the headliners, and then all the names underneath. So this is really cool from uh, uh, Dan. He goes, this is a rule, of, uh, like a kind of heuristic. The top name now makes about four to five mil. Uh, Bad Bunny, I think let either this week or the upcoming week, is going to get five mil. The second line is 500K in artists per weekend. No, 750K in artists. And then a massive drop off after. And then at that point, you're an up-and-coming artist. You just want to get on stage, right? Uh, and, and to be seen. But this is where it gets really interesting. He's like, somebody like Taylor Swift, she can make 10 mil per night on her own tour. So, like, for Coachella to convince her to do Coachella, you got to throw a serious cake. Like, even... So, Beyonce did Coachella a few years ago, but it's because she agreed to have it filmed for a documentary, which she's paid 20 mil for. So for like the, like there's like layers, right? Like Bad Bunny, huge artist, takes a five mil per weekend. But then guys like Drizzy, people like Beyonce, Taylor Swift, the five mil is not compelling. Like that's how crazy this kind of like uh, situation is. And uh, yeah, he put that and yeah, he covered that. That was uh, kind of the main point. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what do you guys a... think about that? Any, any thoughts? I didn't realize it was that much. Or oh, yeah. Maybe also... that like the, the festival is obviously going to bring you fans outside of your core, you know, like yeah. people there to see other people. So that, I would think, justifies the difference in fee, right? Like if I'm going to get 50% new people, 
it's worth it. Yeah, to be on stage. Even if am I saying making... something stupid here? Because you boys are no, looking no, no, at me no, like no, 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 no. We agree with you, man. Hey, Jack, that's just the processing. internet. That's just the yeah. internet glitch. Uh, well, let me let me read you something that uh. It's like it's like, it's it's like Trump. You're plugged. You're getting plugged in someone else's newsletter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll take the W. <laughs> Some new readers. So, uh, I, I I tweeted out that Coachella. <laughs> you have to translate that to Tron. <laughs> You're like it's like a newsletter plug. That's Bro, what I was. Imagine getting a new subscriber. Just think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody that no. wouldn't even thought to read that post. There you go. No, uh, All right. Should we should we do the last one here, Tron? On uh, one other thing I would stick. say on that go on, go on, is Jack. like probably your hourly rate is better on that too. Yeah. Because you're only hitting you only hitting a yeah. half hour set or something That's a lot of true. times, right? Half hour, hour. Yeah, anyway. I guess there's a little prep in that, but it's not really, it's not like, uh, yeah, it's not crazy. Um, all right, plug the hologram in, plug the AI in pretty soon, That's boys. That's true. Just... I, well, let, last question for you guys on that. What is the likelihood in the next 10 years we're going to have either the SoundCloud rapper equivalent of an AI artist that pops up like the person with the sheet oh, on, with 100%. the tunes performing at yeah. Coachella with their AI songs? It'll happen in the next 100%. year. It will happen in the next year. Next, 100%. In the next year, yeah, you think? In the next year. Guaranteed. Wow. All right, that's, that's faster than I've even thought. Jack, Jack, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think it will happen. I don't know if those careers will sustain in the same way because just people will lose interest in it. Some, one of you boys said earlier on this, it's like the new bar is set and you're quickly like, okay. Yeah. That's, like I think people are way more interested in people over a longer period of time, right? Like technology is just like this layer well, I think underneath. I was saying a, a person do. like the equivalent, what well, the example I'd give, sorry, Jack, is let's say Fred again. We've talked about oh, him on the show. using the tool. Yeah, like, oh, the, yeah, like yeah. electronic music. 100% that's going to happen. Became, yeah. you know, the dominant way people make electronic music is on, you know, you know, Max I think, I stuff. mean, in many yeah. ways, like a lot of people don't give a shit about that anyway, right? Like That's what I'm this... saying. You don't know if it, do, people don't care if it's on Ableton or like Fruity Loops. They're right, just like, right. oh, is this a banger or not? You know what like, I mean? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Man, that's true of everything. That is, uh, you know, investment advice. Is this a banger or not? That's basically the, <laughs> yeah. the question across Good the board. Good for life. Yeah, right. exactly. Like all, all right. the, yeah, all the philosophical debates surrounding it are less important to most people. Yeah, 100%. All right, boys, let's uh, move on to the last topic here. We got 15 minutes. Trunk, Steve Jobs Archive. It sounds, I mean, I don't love the name, even though it's probably very descriptive, but what oh, is it's Steve Jobs Archive? The Steve Jobs Archive is like a Lorene Paladrolov, his widow, oh. uh, creating like organization to share his All right, I feel terrible materials. now. But yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, 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 it's fine, dude. It's, uh, it's uh, literally a Steve Jobs Archive, but yeah, they yeah, released yeah. a book last week. And um and uh, fa- uh you know a friend of the show Davis Center founders podcast yeah he's such an animal but this book came out on like like a Thursday I just listened to David's episode about the book yesterday so he read That's the wild. entire book recorded two hours and thirty That's minute hilarious. podcast so the number one thing is I'll point people to uh, David's podcast we'll put it in the show notes um the book is called Make Something Wonderful and uh, it's just emails and correspondence that Steve Jobs uh, had with they released the archives like what I would say is like there's nothing like going to this source for how they thought about the world and we already talked about Steve Jobs and iPhone and iTunes earlier in this episode this book is insane like I flipped through I probably read half of it I it's free so go to Steve Jobs archive and download it and your favorite uh, reader and I don't, you guys haven't had a chance to look at it yeah 
No, not yet. I've been on the site and looked around. There's a few. I think the one that they, the email that they featured on the homepage was a favorite of mine, but I haven't read a bunch of them. You know, he's talked about basically humanity creating things that he deeply appreciates and like being able to contribute that. Is, yeah, uh, I'll read it. You nailed it. Uh, it's the last. It's the last uh, document in the book. It's one of the last things he sent him. So it, it, Steve Jobs passed away in the fall of 2011. This is an email he sent himself. So the amazing thing about this was you guys probably do you guys do this too. I email myself a lot, just like list. But I'm not Steve Jobs, obviously. But I'm just saying it's like not a behavior. Yet. Not yeah. yet, Trunk. You're on your way, mate. But this is what uh, this is what Steve wrote. He wrote. Uh, he emailed himself. He goes, "I grow little of the food I eat." And of the little I do grow, I do not breed or perfect the seeds. I do not make any of my own clothing. I speak a language I did not invent or refine. I did not discover the mathematics I use. I am protected by freedoms and laws I did not conceive of or legislate. And I do not enforce or adjudicate. I am moved by music I did not create myself. When I needed medical attention, I was helpless to help myself survive. I did not invent the transistor, the microprocessor, object-oriented programming, or most of the technology I work with. I love and admire my species living and dead and then totally dependent on them for my life and well-being sent from my ipad yeah Dude, that's key man. sent from my ipad is beautiful Dude, how, as well uh, so uh <laughs> let me just thread this with, uh, with the caveat that people need to listen to david's episode and then just take a look at the book but you guys remember his famous stanford speech right uh we two lines that we've mentioned before on this up the show is the uh, yeah connecting you can only connect the dots looking backwards so his, uh, so he's very big on exploring uh, different fields. He always talked about marrying liberal arts and technology, and he had he had varied interests, and he thinks that's very important. And so the daily part of that, he said, was like he lived every day. It, it, the saying is, if you wake up every day and believe it'll be your last day, and you'll die that day, like one day you'll certainly be correct. So that was his truly his mindset. From his late teens, he would wake up and be like, "Is this what I want to be doing today?" Is this, if it's not, and he said, if I went too many days where I, the answer was no, I knew it was on the wrong track. I wasn't being, I wasn't honoring what I wanted to achieve. But the thing that's interesting about this book is, so I bring up that Steve Jobs, uh, Stanford commencement speech, because hey, I think everybody here has seen it or listened to it. But this book has emails he sent himself of writing it. So real-time writing of that speech. Oh, that's it. So it's, it's unreal watching him put that speech together. And the other thing I want to know about about Steve and uh, and my takeaway from this book and what I have read is like the, this guy is just not motivated by money, right? And and I know that I don't want to be hagiographic about him. Like he obviously had a lot of flaws as an individual, but I think as an entrepreneur, um, he's go right like Mount Rushmore level. But he was not motivated by money. And and what he said here in this email to himself, which is very interesting, he he kept on crediting other people for things he's interested in and the technology he and he famously said you know put a dent in the universe he truly believes that everybody is capable of contributing something to the universe and i think that's what comes through in this book it's like no matter what success or achievement he had all you're watching is this guy writing to himself he's like convinced anybody can contribute and he's do his own to do it and it's actually extremely motivating to see this guy just like and, and he's like, he does something amazing. He's like, cool, on to the next thing. He's like, that's it. Doesn't dwell. And uh, no, it's a great book, man. That's sick. No, that was nice, man. I, I, it's like even just looking at it visually, and we can ask Rafa, our editor, if you could you could share the screen on stevejobsarchive.com when uh, Trung was talking about it before. But like even the formatting, it looks like a poem to me, the way he's written. It's like two, it's like 
two lines per line, like short lines. Yeah. Basically, it's like very poetic. Just sending him those messages. Uh, yeah, I definitely will check it out, man. It looks great. There, there's Jack, also a ton thoughts? of photos in the book, so I'll have that, like lots of photos. Oh, yeah, I mean, the one I'm looking at on the front cover, this guy looks like a G from well, here, back in the it, day. Here's his home office, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that photo's of his home office, Class, but uh, yeah, the guy Blood was beautiful. swaggy, swaggy. Is, this, um, is it on Kindle and stuff too? Yep, ebook, ebook, whatever, oh, whatever. Oh, that's amazing. It's, uh, uh, who released it? His family? Oh, wow. Yeah, his family, uh, Lorene Powell Jobs. That's dope, and, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, very cool. Very cool. I have to say the the book by uh, Isaacson on him, obviously incredibly popular book. It's not like I'm finding a hidden gem here, but I still it's still one of my favorite like biographies. It's so good, man. It's so good. Have you oh, have you Walter, read yeah. the Steve Jobs Walter Isaacson it's in, one? It's incredible. It's absolutely so incredible. It's uh well so Walter Isaacson, he wrote uh I I I, I, I let me throw some book records from Walter. Did a, a bio about Benjamin Franklin, which is incredible. Yeah. It's probably my favorite uh, bio ever. He did one on Leonardo da Vinci, uh, and the, but then sadly he followed the unfollow me on Twitter, so I just want to add that. And uh, <laughs> what did you do, man? Uh, I don't know, right? I don't know. Oh, we should of... do another segment at one point. Uh, the, 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 did you see that viral thing on Twitter where it was uh, the most random person who's uh, blocked you on Twitter? Would you yeah, see that? Yeah, the, the unfriendly. I should probably just do that too. Dude, you probably got a few of those. You know what's so funny about those viral uh, Twitter things uh, is uh, it's like somebody with like a thousand followers just throws up this random question. People go retweet it. Just like it goes like a 50 million people see it, right? And I'm just like, thankful for this person that's just like i'm just gonna get the ball you know the when you're in the studio uh, the stadium and people do the wave it's literally that's the equivalent of this guy's just doing the wave he's like he's getting nothing out of this other than like getting something viral going but uh it's amazing jack any thoughts on the steve jobs i was gonna say we forgot to do our meme of the week so we can round it out with the meme of the week at the end we don't usually do that let's, but, hit, uh, it. let's hit it hit it meme no great right, i'm we... gonna read it i'm looking forward to it oh, oh the book yeah yeah cool cool we say you're going to read the meme, mate. Here we go. I'll do that All too. right, here's the meme of the week. <laughs> this is Elon Musk. This was something we uh, wanted to talk about. The Canadian Broadcasting Corp said they're less than 70% government funded, so we corrected the label. <laughs> and you can see the CBC here says 69% of government funded media. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, 44 man. million views. People, I mean, read, the, read the community notes, though. So, In the wait, most recent reported period, government funding for CBC only accounted for 66%. <laughs> That's that makes it even funnier, doesn't it? Let I mean, me that's let me ask you. We're supposed ridiculous. to talk about this. I know we've got a couple minutes. I'll just dive into this quickly because uh, it's yeah. caused it's roiled quite it's a, a bit. It's a resident of, uh, Canadian nah, too. So some roiling of the Canadian. Uh, let me tell regime. you what CBC has done. So CBC is is government funded media, and, and it's kind of origin story is that Canada for centuries or since 1867, since it started, its founding history is like we want to be different from that America. And part of that is having a different media ecosystem. So the Canadian broadcasting company, CBC. Tron, really is, quick, is, is, it, is it equivalent of BBC? Very like comparable. The, you, okay. But I think with even, more, uh, uh, with even more mandate to create Canadian content. Hey, like, do, you, uh, uh, do you pay a license fee for it? Me personally, as a Canadian, or is it? No, taxing? I'm sure. I'm sure the taxes get kicked up. Because well, in the UK, you're supposed to pay like a TV license, which goes to uh, the BBC, which I always check the box whenever I'm VPNing in. So you got a license for that TV, below. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was an advert of the TV. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> Trun. Back to uh, your your story about him. No, it's just like it's like uh, so. 
CBC's done some very positive things, right? Like Hockey Night in Canada is a big CBC institution. CBC uh, Evening News is like an institution. Uh, it was also meant to protect French language content, right? So a lot of the funding goes to creating French language content, a lot of content around Native American content that doesn't get made. Uh, but I think what's our criticism here is that the government assigns the board, right? Uh, there's supposed to be editorial independence, and there's like an obundsman that is a neutral third party is supposed to make sure it's editorially independent. But I guess the criticism is, number one is this. In the CFA, the Charter Financial and Analyst Institute test, there's 15% of the test is about ethics. And like the number one thing is you can't accept a $100 gift, right? At most brokerages and asset management firms. Like $100. If you, have to, if you accept something over $100 like a dinner, you have to report it. It's because even a little bit of money will influence you, right? It's like, listen... We, I, I won't say stuff bad about somebody that's paid me uh, in the past for some sponsorship placement. It's just a reality situation. So if you're 70% funded by the government, whatever you think your mandate is, you're trying to tell me that there's complete and 100% editorial independence. I find that a little bit difficult to believe. There's sp supposed to be, but I think just human nature, that's tough. And uh, it's become a huge political football. Uh, liberals are in par power under uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. And obviously, the conservative, which is the main uh, opposition party, uh, they want to defund CBC. It's become political football, right? But uh, interesting, I just want to note that uh, the reason why it happens, they want to protect Canadian culture against the yeah. U.S., protect French culture against the Anglophones in the country, and then uplift, like, you know, Aboriginal content. But uh, I could totally see why it's politicized. Uh, I got to look more into it, but 70% is a lot, man. 66%. I can see why people think the way they do. Yeah. Done. Love it. No, that's it. Jack, anything, any thoughts or comments to round us out here, mate? No. No. When you're running for office, Trump. Yeah, I was going to say that was a perfect, <laughs> perfect breakdown. I was like, what's going on in Trung's head there is incredible to watch in real, in motion, man. It's beautiful. Uh, all right, boys, I think we got to let Jack get out here. Jack, we do want to talk about your sauna at some point, but maybe we'll save that for a live yeah, one later. Yeah, we'll save later. it for next week. We could talk about we'll that for later. Yeah, we but, got a uh, weird good story for you people that involves a sauna. Yeah, yeah. But I hope you guys. Well, uh, no, no. But it involves a sauna, a very PG version. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That, sounded, that yeah. sounded like a ridiculous <laughs> tee up. <laughs> um, all right. Well, anyway, thanks for being here. As always, we appreciate you guys. Great to meet many of you last week. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that again at some point. And hopefully at some point, all three of us will be in the same place and we'll be able to do that in person as well and do a live NIA. That is the hope as well. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Cheers. Peace.